Blog Talk Radio. Today's franchise interview shout-out goes to the Source Direct. Source Direct is an inventor's one-stop shop. Source Direct eliminates the disconnect in dealing with different companies from each phase of development and marketing. Instead, Source Direct can manage every stage of the process from the drawing board to the customer. Go to thesourcedirect.net and find out how you can get started. That's www.thesourcedirect.net. Franchise Interviews. From Eastern Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia, you're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. Welcome to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews has been giving an up-close, behind-the-scenes look at franchising and entrepreneurship. Listen to interviews with franchisers, franchisees, franchise authors, franchise experts, and attorneys. And now, welcome your host, Marty McDermott, and Franchise Interviews. Hi, everyone, and welcome to a very special edition of Franchise Interviews, where for over 12 years now, we've been asking the entrepreneurs along the way. I'm your host, Marty McDermott. I'm the president of Franchise Interviews, and we have a great show today. We're meeting with Scott Walker, CEO of Screenmobile. And Screenmobile is the nation's largest mobile window screen repair business with over 100 franchise owners and growing. Screenmobile specializes in window, door, and patio, porch, screen, and solar shading products. And for over 35 years with no national competitors, their franchise owners have enjoyed years of growth and success. We're going to talk to Scott about that in just a moment on Franchise Interviews. Stick around because we have a great show. Are you one of those special people who are willing to go after your dreams and goals? Are you ready to fulfill that dream of owning your own business with the security of a proven brand? The opportunity to take control of your future and own a Rita's Italian Ice franchise is within your reach. Rita's is seeking success-oriented individuals who are ready to make a change in their life, and Rita's offers unparalleled training and support to assure your success. And did you know the frozen treat industry is a recession-proof industry, and there are Rita's in 23 states currently with 540 stores open. Rita's Italian Ice has been around for 25 years and is listed as a top-performing franchise by the Wall Street Journal. Now here's the really good part. Rita's Italian Ice is a unique and amazing taste treat. It's smoother than a snow cone, and it combines ice with real fresh fruit. The real fruit adds dramatically to the taste, and it comes in over 40 flavors. The ice and fruit are mixed on site and made fresh daily, and it is delicious. You'll want to know more about this exciting and successful franchise opportunity. Go to www.ownaritas.com and get all your questions answered. That's www.ownaritas.com to take control of your dreams and future today. You don't want to wait any longer to be a part of this adventure. www.ownaritas.com Hi, this is Connie McDermott, Administrative Assistant for Franchise Interviews, LLC, and you're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. 
From Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia, you're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to a very special edition of Franchise Interviews, where for over 12 years now, we've been asking the entrepreneurs one-one. I'm your host, Marty McDermott. I'm the president of Franchise Interviews, and as we were saying earlier, we have a great show today. We're meeting with Scott Walker, the CEO of Screenmobile. And Screenmobile is the nation's largest mobile window screen repair business with over 100 franchise owners and growing. Hi, Scott. How are you? Welcome to the show. Happy New Year to you. Well, thank you, Marty, and glad to be here. Thanks, Scott. It's great to have you back. You know, we like to have uh, our guests back from time to time, Scott. And I didn't realize it's been like, I think it was about four years since I last spoke to you, but it seems like yesterday, doesn't it? It does. It really does, Marty. A lot's (laughs) happened in four years. So it's great to be back. And and thanks for... Oh, you're welcome. That's why I wanted to have you back, you know, of all the exciting changes. Um, You know, since that time, Scott, you know, we've had a lot of new listeners to our show and, you know, Screenmobile has had some really amazing milestones because I've been following your success. Maybe, you know, we can go back to the beginning. It was funny, Scott, because I was talking last week to my business students and we were talking about businesses that started in the garage. And I forgot Screenmobile was one of those businesses, weren't they? Marty, how could you forget that? You know, we're I know we're shame on me. And there's three great companies that came out of garages in California. Uh, that's right. Apple, Microsoft, and Screenmobile. So that's right. Just that's right. You just have throwing to it that. out there. That's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you go back to that beginning, Scott, because you know, as I said, you know, we have so many new listeners to the show. You know, and, and I've always been impressed with with the story of you know how the whole concept of Screenmobile really came about. Mm. You know, uh, Marty, we had a uh, house doctor franchise. Uh, my mm. dad, myself, and my brother started a house doctor franchise as a franchisee. And we started that, worked that for a couple years, and um, just had a hard time uh, getting along with the franchisor because the expectations of when you sign up and the reality um, were just not the same. And so we right. we said, you know what, if we ever started a franchise system, we would sure do things differently. And um, so that relationship, we both mutually kind of uh, released each other and went away, and we started uh, a Screenmobile. Now, we found out that um, in the screening industry, there was 4,000 screening companies in the United States when we started, but nobody had been really specializing in the customer's aspect of that, of offering convenience, Right. And so uh, we we had an old tent trailer that we'd use to um, take things to the dump when we were doing our house doctor work. And, and at the time, we built a screening table and put it in our garage in Lindora, California. And we had a call. If you know anything about the L.A. Basin, uh, traffic's horrendous. So we, mm-hmm. a lady called us sure. and said, hey, I want a couple window screens 45 minutes away. And and so we're thinking, okay, 45 minutes to go down there and measure it, 45 minutes to come back and make them, 45 minutes to go back and put them in, 45 minutes right. to come back. It just didn't make sense. So right. we took the, we looked at the, the, the trailer that was sitting there empty and the table, and I said, well, let's just put the table in the trailer, and we'll go do it at the same time. And that was the birth of Screenmobile. I wish we were smart enough to to say, hey, let's put a plan together. Here's a niche right. in an industry that's not being fulfilled. Here's how it's going to – no, we didn't. That We're just two guys, three guys trying to make a living and, and trying to cost do some cost savings. And uh, that was a birth of an industry, and it worked. And the lady next door came up, and we did some screens for her. And we're like, wow, we're on to something here. 
And so then we started Necessity franchising. the mother of invention, right, Scott? I mean, it's it just, is. you know, that's really how you learn it. And I've always been a big fan, you know, because we've been doing the show such a long time now, Scott, you know, is, is the mobile businesses, you know, is really being able to get around the location aspect. You know, we have a lot of, um, particularly like, there's so many food franchises out there, you know, locations mm. always seems to be a problem in retail. Sometimes it, it, it's a problem, but you don't deal with those things. Do you, you know what um, we don't. And it's, it's, you know, especially when our guys start up, you know, they don't have to go into a brick and mortar and they don't have that right. expense to cover. And so they right. can start out of their garage. They can start out of a self storage. Um, they can, you know, if they have property, they can actually build a building and, and right. you know, pay themselves uh, and use their company to pay for the building. There's all kinds of ways. But, yeah, that's a huge benefit, especially um, as they start up. And, and if we hit any type of a bump coming up the next couple of years, they'll be glad they don't have a brick and mortar to take care of. We have um, – I don't know if I told you this story last time on the show, Scott. I apologize if I did. But we have this one gentleman in eastern Pennsylvania, and I swear he must – fix everyone's screen in this area but he must be he must be approaching his 90s and you know the problem (laughs) is it takes so long to get your screen back you know and and, you know screenmobile really it i I mean it it solves a problem in in the marketplace as as you're meeting with newer prospective franchisees if you were like at a franchise show uh, how Mm -hmm. do you typically describe the concept to to a prospective franchisee yeah, you know, it's really interesting, Marty. Um, in the screening world, when, when I explain that, and I'll explain it in just a second, when I explain it, they come with the preconceived uh, notion that all we do is window screens. And right. so in their mind, they're thinking, okay, how many window screens do I have in my house, and what do you do? You rescreen and replace them? And so that's kind of the, the basis where we get most of our people. And so what we explain to them is that we have a system, and that system we're going to teach you the, how to measure, manufacture, and install window doors, porch, and patio screens. But right. more than that, we're going to teach you the cornerstones of what makes ScreenMobile successful. What are the building blocks that have been around for th- over 36 years that we sit on that makes us who we are and makes us uh, successful? And uh, so we tell them that we do, you know, from your window screen. So we start them thinking about window screens. But then do you have a front door? They're like, yes. Well, do you have a door covering on that? What kind of covering? And you say, well, we cover it with a retractable door, a screen door, a storm door, a security door, an aluminum security door, a stainless steel security door, or a retractable door where you don't even see it. They're like, well, I I didn't know that. And then you have a back porch. They're like, well, yeah. Do you have mosquitoes where you live? Oh, yeah, we got lots of them. So you have a, you know, and then you start going through all the different porch options where we can just rescreen right. them, we can restaple them, we can make two by two, we can make it uh, weather um, resistant, we can make it a three seasons room. You know, what do you want to do with that? And and then you start talking about, you know, I don't want it there, I just like it out of the way. So we talk about rolling and motorized and hooking up to your home automation with different types of screens, and um, and then then you start, then they then their eyes start to open up, going, oh my gosh, right. I had no idea. And you're like, yeah, so here's how we work. Is any place somebody wants a screen made, we can do that. So we're a mobile concept. You know, that's, that's, that's one of those cornerstones. And they're like, so what kind of screens do you need made? What do your neighbors right. need made? And we'll come right there. The other cornerstone is convenience. I mean, I, you know, anytime you can do uh, a business with somebody and it's easy and convenient – 
that's that's one of the big cornerstones of success. Just making it real simple, real easy um, to do business with. And how much easier, you know, Marty, you and I are talking. If I needed uh, a plumber to come out, I can call him up. He'll right. show up. He'll take care of it and be gone. Well, in right. the screening industry, there's nobody that really does that. Right. Exactly. Uh, because because they have a shop located mm-hmm. in some brick and mortar. And so what we said, well, let's take our shop and locate it on a trailer. And so one of our core cornerstones that we build our company on is we're, we're a mobile. We're a mobile concept. And we will come out, we'll bring our product to them, and we'll measure, manufacture, and install their window, doors, porches, patio screens right at the job site. Um, and then the fourth thing that we found um, that's one of our cornerstones is the um, the marketing ability of the truck and trailer. Oh, my gosh, Mario, right. over the 36 right. years, when that truck yeah. and trailer pulls, uh, pulls up, it's like an event. They, they just of love course. it. I mean, look at them. And and they're and they it builds credibility because they're doing it right in your front yard or in your right in your driveway or they're making these screens right there. They're going to be perfect. Oh man, it, it's it works a, it's really It's a moving well. billboard, isn't it, Scott? Oh my gosh. And we've we've actually hired a company about ten years ago uh, to brand us correctly. And so uh, we met with him. We did a brand positioning workshop, and he says, "This is what you need to be telling your customers." And this is how this is who your customers are. This is you need to be telling them, and and we've done that. And oh my gosh, um, it works really well. That's fantastic. Last time I, I talked to you, Scott, you just hit the. I think it was like the. You just served like your one millionth customer. Um, it, for, you've been doing this now. I think it's like it was a thirty-six years. You have over one hundred franchisees. Th- those are significant numbers. You know, as I mentioned, you know, doing the show a long time. We, I find it rare that we have you know franchises that have been in business this long and have over one hundred plus franchisees. Th- those numbers are, are significant. What, what is all of it attributed to? You know, um, Marty, I, I, I think a lot of the growth um, is making sure that our franchisees are healthy. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody in the in right. the franchising world, most franchisors they they look at health and sales, and they equate right. those. If the right. guys are doing great in sales, they've got to be healthy, and and are, right. are they really being uh, productive and they're getting the results that they want. Well, there's another column on that and is, is the franchisee being a good steward of his money and is he running a business so it's a healthy business, making some good healthy decisions. And so what we've learned over the 36 years of doing this is there's more than just helping somebody understand how to make screens. It's helping them understand how to make good business decisions for the long game. Right. So that they can be around for a long time in our system. You know, we have it. It's ten years in our system, and uh, just that's how long one license goes for. And so we right. want to make sure that they're they get up, they get on their feet, and they start making some good business decisions um, that maybe are a little hard to make now, but they'll they'll pay off in the long run and make them a healthier business owner in a franchise. And, and so, I know your renewal you know, rates are been, really high too, aren't they, Scott? You know, I looked at that. I, I saw all these different numbers and all these different <clears> accolades that Scream Appeals had over the years, and it's just it's it's, it's very impressive, isn't it? You know, um, you, when you look at that, uh, I asked the question: Is why, right. why, why are why are these guys renewing? And um, you know, I would I would love to say because they love Screenmobile family, they love the the way the corporate offices run. They love everything about it. And now they're making money. <laughs> this is right, their reality. Sounds it, it. You know, 
it's great. That's the extra benefit if they like us sure. and we get along and we can work well together. You know, that's part of how franchising works. Um, but more than anything, they renew because they make they make good money. How you know technology seems to be moving so fast today, Scott? I mean, how's Screenmobile using technology today as opposed to you know maybe five to ten years ago? Mm, great question. You know, um, we we have gone along with the trend of hopefully most other service companies to embrace technology and find a uh, operating system that works for you. And so we right. we got a team of franchisees together about six, seven years ago and looked at about 200 different operating systems. And here's the requirement stock. And so each of you go look at five or 10 of these, see what you like, what you don't like. And we kind of focused in on one um, service provider that does a great job with our system. And so now that's that's what we use. Um, and it's and it works great on your phones, on your tablet, and um, and and so now our guys. One of the requirements they have to have a smartphone. They also and when we when they come through training, we actually get them a tablet, so they train right off their tablet. And so they learn from the very beginning that this is how you operate a service business. You know, there's so many service. You know, when I was doing service work, and we started, it was all and you know, you'd write it down on a a, a calendar, and then you'd write right. out a paper ticket. Um, and those days are there are still guys out there doing that. I mean, there's still service-based right. companies doing that. But 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 what we do is, you know, you can email the customer an invoice, you can email a quote, you can send them before and after pictures, um, and and they're happy to receive that. And it just makes it really easy for my franchisees um, to do it from a technology um, standpoint. The the only thing that I found with technology is you're still dealing with people. Sure. So right. it's people in people's homes. So te- you can have all the technology you want, but you can't miss the customer service part of it. Cuz that's kind of the the you know the the cornerstone of wh- what's been successful and what continue to be successful. You you can't have technology s- step in front of somebody. You can have them help them, but you can't have them be your that's not your lead. That's an excellent point. It, it's it's safe to say that I mean your industry is 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 huge, Scott. I mean it's really anybody that has a, a screen, and you know Screenmobile also focuses on. I think we touched upon this last time. Is, is you could focus also on, on businesses, I guess as well. I imagine most of the uh, percentage is coming from residential market, of course. But you know you do have businesses as well, don't you? You, you know what, um, Marty, I put it in a category is any place you want to screen, we will go. Right. So if a, uh, you give me an example, um, we had a, a guy down in the south that um, got a call from a customer who lived on an island. And the only way to get to his island is you have to take a barge. Wow. And you'll have to go there, spend the night at his place, and then come back the next day. Like, no problem. We'll go there. Drive on wow. a barge, take all your equipment, and you do it right there. If it's, uh, you know, 25 miles down a dirt road to put in a bunch of security window screens uh, to protect this ranch house out in the middle of nowhere, sure, we'll do right. that. You know, if it's on the pier at Long Beach, California, to do screens at the end of the pier for the restaurant down there, yeah, we'll drive right on the pier. It, <laughs> it doesn't matter. And great. if it's a if it's a school. We'll do the screens at the school. We'll do screens at uh, restaurants. We did a lot of um, uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. We did a lot mm-hmm. of their porches and patios, commercial applications. Um, we do a lot of um, uh, apartment complexes, hotels, condos, townhomes. 
uh, with a Florida that just went through Panama City. Um, there was a hotel right next to that close area that tore up all of their, I think, 200 right. screened-in porches. Our guys have been, you know, asking for help to do that down there. It's just, um, it's just amazing the amount of screening work once you really start looking at it and what's available out there. So, we. Marty, we kind of go right towards uh, residential homes, um, but we we do with builders, contractors, remodelers, apartments, military housing, uh, schools, uh, facilities, uh, hotels, apartments, any place. I mean, we did uh, 600 doors uh, out of out of our office for a, uh, a big house, uh, big hotel. No problem. Wow, it's incredible. Whatever you, whatever really you need. To, it's fascinating. What, what's been one of the most interesting things that's happened to you, Scott, since launching Screamobile, I know you probably have a thousand different stories. If you and I were having a cup of coffee, uh, you probably, I mean, the barge one was <laughs> that's a very interesting story, but does anything stand out? I mean, over all of this time that you've been doing this? God, there's so many different things that we've yeah. done. Um, you know, it, it's, it, it, we try and teach a philosophy of yes, um, you know, mm. you call us up, Marty, and say, hey, listen, I've got uh, pot-bellied pigs uh, that's pushing out the screens. Uh, do you guys have pig screen? Uh, yes, we do. Uh, wow. You know, we got a call from a lady that had a, um, a horse ranch, and she'd let her horses just walk around, and the horses would come up to her screen door and lean in to see where she's at and push the screen out. And she calls up, you have horse screen? Sure. Wh- whatever you need. And, and so you, you try and go with a an attitude of yes. And we've had... Um, you know, all kinds of screening work we've done uh, in different areas. And, and one of the ones that um, I heard about, I just went to, was a, a lady about a, an hour from here, one of our franchisees, uh, sold her, uh, I think it was 22 security screens for her windows and her doors to keep her cats in. Now, <laughs> these, these, right, so what they are is they're a hinged screen that uh, is made for security and but it's made with a stainless steel uh, mesh so you can't cut it um, you, if, if you hit it with a hammer you can't get through it or an axe it's really strong so it's made for security but right. she wanted it so that her cats can't get out of her house wow um, and so yeah this lady spent like twenty two thousand dollars on <sighs> security screens just for her cats I'm like, I want to go see these cats because that's, you know, <laughs> are they made of gold or something? And that's those stories great. just go, just go yeah. on and on in our system. Uh, you just be amazed what, what um, our guys are doing with this and the different applications for it. It's it must be fun, fun when, when all the franchisees get together, Scott, for you, you know, I mean, to share those stories, because I bet you every single one of them has a story like that, you know, and, and, and it makes me think that, you know, you know, a lot of times we, we ask questions like, you know, what is a typical day like? But I imagine every day is probably a little bit different. Of course, you have the system and processes are always the same for Screamobile, but I imagine every day is probably a little bit different, right? Because you're you're dealing with different types of scenarios, aren't you? If every house was the same, then every day would be the same. Mm-hmm. Every house is different. Every need's different. Um, and that's probably the exciting part. That's the, that's a fun part uh, our, when our franchisees get in is is it's not the same thing every day, day in and day out. It's new and exciting. It's challenging. They're trying to figure things out. They're trying to figure out applications. They're selling different products. They're learning different products. 
they're um, finding that it's not that hard and they're getting comfortable with it and they're getting more confident and they're selling. They have We have more income streams that they're selling and they're making more money. It just really works well that way. Um, so it, it, it is, it, it's far from uh, routine. Um, right. You know, the only routine I would say is, you know, our franchisees are, are going out to customers and what you're going to be doing with the customers um, sometimes just vary tremendously. And, you know, that's, I think that's the interesting part about it. That's what I've always loved about, you know, Screamobile when I've interviewed you the first time, Scott, is that, you know, it, it, you do have that diversity. You know, franchising is very much routine. Like there's some franchise concepts I can mm-hmm. give you where it's almost the same single thing every single day. You know, there's a lot of them out there, but it, that's not the case, you know, with Screamobile. So I, I, I think that's really interesting. What do you look for today? In your franchisees, Scott. I mean, when you're you're meeting with prospective franchisees, um, mm-hmm. what types of characteristics or traits are you looking for in your franchisees? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Marty, you asked me this. I think uh, five or six years ago, whenever the last yeah. time we talked, and and it seems like every year we try and focus in more and more and get it narrower and narrower for the right. type of people that we're looking for, and you know. There's characteristics and traits. You know, they've got to be great with people. They've got to be sure. – um, they want to work outdoors. They have to have a customer right. service mindset. They have to be mechanically inclined. You know, that's kind of the basics that we look for. But right. more, in, more in the last years, we're looking for how do they manage their money? Because we, mm. can, we can give everybody the same system and the same opportunity, but they'll blow themselves up if they've – blown themselves up in the past, and, and they're probably going to do it again in the future. So we look for people that, hey, are you good stewards with the resources that you have? Are you managing that well? Right. Uh, because if you're managing it well now, you're probably going to manage it well when you get into business with us. And um, that's one of the things that I've I've really looked at, uh, and we've kind of set that bar up a little bit higher, is um, just personal money management. Right. And that, that doesn't really come across in your initial conversations as they go through the education process and we start learning about who they are and and what they're doing and what they're looking for and what they've done in the past. We, you know, we start exploring that because it's really important for our franchisees to be successful. And we want to make sure that if they've been successful in the past, we'd love to have them be successful with us in the future. But if they've struggled with money management, maybe – Maybe now's not the time to join our system. Maybe you missed some education, maybe go into some you know money management classes to right. to learn how to manage your personal life before you get into your business life and so that's that's one of the big changes that we've looked at this this last year last years. It's interesting, Scott, because you know I've been asking that question, you know, for for twelve years now, you know, and I haven't heard that response. But I mean, it just it makes so much sense as as you're suggesting it. You know, is is money management is is certainly a critical part, probably for I guess any franchise, of course. But you know, it, it does it, it. It really makes so much sense. Um, last time I talked to you, you know, you mentioned that you know uh, the training was 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 out in California. Um, you know, how's the training today? I mean, what's it like? Is it still out in California? And, and what changes have you made to, to the training? Well, we have a we have called we call it SMU, okay, um, Screenmobile University, um, or we call it Screen School, kind of a you know just wow. Screen School. And so, right, we uh, it, it's it's ten days, uh, eight to five, very busy days, a lot of information. And that's kind of gets them in their first two weeks of training. 
And what we also started, we call it a fast start program. So for 13 weeks after training, we have a weekly call to go over multiple different subjects um, for the next 13 weeks. And what we what we found that our training is is really great. It's a great training. I mean, we really take them from uh, nuts to bolts. But it's the retention of that information when they get out into the field and they start applying it that is is challenging. And so we've we've come right. up with a, a fast start program that helps them reinforce some of the things they've learned at class and continue to reinforce reinforce it for the next 13 weeks afterwards. And so um, we're seeing that if we we get them through that and support them, at least in the first 13 weeks, we set the trajectory differently on their success. And um, instead of them ramping up and taking them longer to ramp up, we can ramp them up quicker. We can get them more confident, increasing their sales quicker, um, if they just follow along the system. And and we thought we we did it well with the the two weeks of training and then supporting, but we found we had to put a little more structure around that to ensure that they get the information they need and, and they learn the system. You know, most franchises teach a system. We all teach a system. Uh, right. But it's how well they learn and implement that system. And what we found, and one of the things that's been different um, yeah, from when we talked last, is we're trying to help our franchisees learn it quicker so that they become more successful faster. You probably know more about screens than anybody, Scott. You know, it's not something that, that you really think about. You know, I mean, you know, everybody, most people have them, of course. But are there, have there been changes, like, in screening, like, over the last, you know, 10, 20, 30 years? You know, I, again, it's something I never thought about. But it's, it's yet, nevertheless, it's so important, isn't it? It is. You know, the basic window screen has been around for over 100 years. That's a wow, pretty that's consistent amazing. Yeah, it's pretty consistent. You know, they, before aluminum came out and it was cheaper for aluminum, they did it out of steel, uh, steel framing with a with a steel rod that went in over copper screen. That's how they started. Right. And then um, back in the 50s, uh, a guy by the name of Reese Pfeiffer d- developed a, a fiberglass process with a vinyl coating over it, and that that has taken over the industry. Probably 95% of all the window screens and doors have fiberglass screen in it now. It's easier to work with. It it uh, doesn't dent, doesn't rust or corrode. And so, you know, just the evolution from, um, let's say, the, how the basic screen is made and how the different products are coming in. And what we're also finding as the manufacturers are maturing, they're becoming innovative. And so some of the products that they're coming out with now, um, they just announced like a self-cleaning screen, um, wow. sheds water, dust. There's pollen screen that keeps out pollen. They run into you got you probably run into a lot of that pollen. They have a pollen season. Right. And, yes, we do. Uh, yeah, and so um, and then there's you know pet product screens. There's uh, down south wow. there's screens that um, for no seams you know that get through the screens. They make them really really small screens and. And then they make screens for fountains so that the water doesn't splash out. They make screens wow. for keeping the sunlight out so that you can um, shade your windows to reduce heat gain from the inside of the house. And then they have screens that slide up and down. They have vinyl panels that go on screen porches so that you can make it a three-seasons room. And then they'll go into rolling screens. So now there's a 
outdoor living concepts is huge. And they're building all these really nice backyards, outdoor spaces with a barbecue and couches and fans and heating elements. And um, now they want to put screens on there so that they can keep the bugs um, out. And they right. do those in rolls. And then, and then home automation came along. So now we have motors that hook up with their home automation systems. And it just goes on and on. It's it's just amazing. Uh, and the latest thing that just came out is a, a guy, you know, came out with um, – we used to have an aluminum frame, and now he has it a flexible frame, so it doesn't bend, which is wow. It works in some windows, but not in all. And so, um, you know, people have a tendency when they take out their windows, they bend their screen. We got to come by and fix them. Well, hey, if your window can uh, take this type of a screen system, maybe we'll put one of these in, so you don't have to worry about bending them anymore. I imagine when you become a franchisee, and, and I could probably say this about yourself too, Scott, you, you notice all these things, don't you? I mean, when you go out, if you're going to a restaurant or wherever you go, you, you notice all these things, don't you? It's so crazy. I was over in Europe uh, over the summer, and my wife's yeah. taking pictures of the, the beautiful churches and the beautiful <laughs> fountains and gardens, and I'm taking pictures of the window screens and the different <laughs> door applications. <laughs> that's fantastic. That's great. Yeah. yeah. I love that. I, I think that's, that's really great. Do you still have the, you know, last time I talked to you too, you, you had the original, I think you had the original trailer in front of your office. Mm-hmm. Do you still have that there today? We do still have that today. We put that's it up fantastic. on some concrete um pillars and we put this old uh tent trailer yeah. uh sitting out in front of our office and and uh we have people come out for a discovery day and they walk by this trailer and don't really pay attention and so part of our orientation our discovery day is we go through a little bit of the history and so we'll take them right out there and we'll lean against the trailer and we'll talk about how we started in the beginnings and and uh it's it's neat for us for other people it yeah, it doesn't make a difference, but for us, it's part of who we are. And <laughs> well, I think it adds to the culture. We just want to keep you know, that out there. It does. It, oh, it, yeah. it's, it, it's part of the, the whole history, you know, of, of how, mm-hmm. you know, it, this, this whole thing began. So, I, I, I mean, I think it's great. You've been uh, a franchisee, Scott, and you've, you've been a franchisor. You know, when we have someone like yourself on the show, because you have all this experience, I was mentioning that, you know, our listeners – Still to this date, we find that a lot of them don't know where to begin when they're looking to get into mm. franchising. After everything you've learned after all these years, what advice would you give to our listeners in their quest to buy a franchise? Mm. You know, buying a franchise, um, I would change that um, mindset of buying mm-hmm. a franchise is to joining a franchise team. Mm. And so I would look at who you're going to be joining with, how they do business, what their culture is like, uh, what their how their team operates, how they operate with their franchisees. Um, and that just takes some time to figure that out. And so right. I would have them, my advice to anybody is in, figure out what you like, you know, what, what, what works well with you. And, you know, if you're a foodie and you like to do restaurants, then do restaurants. If, uh, if your thing is I, I, I don't like to deal with people and I want to do – you know, something with computers, do, do computers. Right. Figure out first what you what really will get you up every day in the morning. And then once you figure that out, you know, maybe it's I want to be in the home services world. Well, in the home services, right. there's so many different types of franchise systems. And so then you've got to, you know, they're all great systems, but they have different cultures. And so you're, right. what you're looking for and what your expectations are, um, be really upfront and be have that conversation with yourself saying, hey, this is what I'm looking for in a franchise system. 
the revenue will be up to me. You know, I'm the one who has to put the effort right. into it, and I'm the one that's going right. to have to make it happen. But can I work with that culture and with that franchise system? Does does it match who I am? And then the, the probably the, the last thing I would say to that is make sure that you have that conversation with your franchisor so that his or her expectations and your expectations are aligned. And I call that open kimono. When I have somebody come out here for Discovery right. Day and I get my team together, one of the first things I tell them is, hey, listen, we're going to be just open kimono with you. Just show you everything that we can um, so that you know what to expect when you join our system. I can't tell you how much you're going to make. Don't know. I don't know how hard you're going to work. So we're going to take right. that off the table. But anything else that we can help you with so that you can make a good decision and in the same time, we want to make a good decision about you. So you kind of have to match our culture as well. And if if what you're expecting and what we have to offer matches and what you're looking for, for as far as a culture and what we offer, if that matches, and if you have the potential to, to make money from using our system and the territories available and you have the drive and your skill sets match what we're looking for, then we ought to do something. But if any of those don't line up, right. then then go find one that does. That's great advice. Do you still see the concept expanding internationally at some point, Scott? I mean, do you, are you still looking at like places like Canada or Australia and, and places like that? Yep. I know you still have territory open in the United States, but are you still looking towards those other markets? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Canada would be our next one, our yeah. next uh, endeavor. We're we're getting close to that. Um, we've got a, we've probably got another year to year to two years to put underneath our belt here. Um, you know, as, as you, as we grow, grow, and we've been growing pretty good. Um, yeah. pretty good. You know, last year we, we, between resales and new locations, I think we're about 17 and, you know, oh. this year I think we'll probably do the same. Um, if the economy holds, I think we'll do the same. Uh, we're getting this great interest, you know, anything that's healthy grows. Right. And and so so you go all the way downstream to the point or upstream, depending on which way you look at it. If your franchisees are healthy, they validate for you. Um, they renew because they're making money, and then other people want to join that. So, right. So we have, you know, when we meet with our franchisees and, and, and they talk to potential franchisees, validation is great because they're happy. They, they like what they're doing. And, and we found people where their expectations and our expectations align. And uh, you end up with happy franchisees that uh, are doing well. And sometimes they, you miss it. You know, you, you know, it's like anything. Life happens. Right. And as you get in, as things change in life, um, sometimes you, your expectations change. And, and that happens. I mean, we, we have right. that happen. You know, we, you do it long enough. Um, stuff happens in, in people's lives, and you have to adjust with that. Uh, but most of the time, our expectations align, and we, we, we do really well with a, a good, great group of people. And, That's terrific. Uh, so what, what's the best way, Scott, for our listeners to get more information on Screamobile? Of course, there's the franchise opportunity, but even the service <clears throat> excuse me, it, it, itself. Are there any websites that you like them to go to to check out? Yeah, you know, we have a couple of them, but the best one to go to is just Uh That's our consumer site. 
Okay. And they can punch around on that consumer site. They can, they'll find the franchise opportunities site if they want to look at that. Uh, they can see all of our different products. But Screamobile.com is probably the best resource. Uh, they can get to our corporate office if they want to. They can get to our development team. But that kind of gives you the breadth and the feel of the company. That's terrific. Well, it's been great to have you on the show again, Scott. And as I mentioned to you, the first time I had you on the show, I've been familiar with Screamobile for a long time, you know, So it, it, and I think it's a wonderful franchise opportunity. I get to interview a lot of people like yourself, and, and Screamobile has really stood out, you know, over the 600-plus interviews. So I'd like to congratulate mm-hmm. you on all the success that you've had and continue to invite you back over the next couple of years as, as you continue to grow because I, I think you guys are great. We'd love to do that, Marty. Thanks for the opportunity. This has been my Great pleasure, chatting with Scott. you again. Absolutely. Same here, Scott. We'll be right back with more franchise interviews. Coming up on segment two, you're going to hear what every franchisepreneur needs to know before buying a franchise. We're going to play a clip from our popular Great Quotes in Franchising podcast right here on Franchise Interviews. Are you looking for a franchise that delivers... Businesses will always need shipping, and for more than 25 years, loyal customers have depended on Unishippers for reliable savings and exceptional customer service. Unishippers is focused on just one thing, helping small and medium-sized businesses save time and money on all their shipping needs. And as the largest reseller of complete shipping services in the country, we have the buying power to ensure that we succeed. The Unishippers franchise offers low startup costs, no equipment or real estate required because they're not retail, residual income, and a quality of life and work-life balance. For more information on becoming a Unishippers franchisee, go to www.unishippers.com and click Franchise Opportunities or call Franchise Development at 801-708-5822. That's 801-708-5822. Franchisers, are you looking to reach aspiring entrepreneurs looking to buy a franchise? Are you looking to reach a highly educated audience on franchising? For over eight years, Franchise Interviews has been giving an up-close, behind-the-scenes look at franchising and entrepreneurship through our website, FranchiseInterviews.com, where you can hear and read interviews as well as get tips from some of the most successful sources in franchising. Our weekly franchise radio show where each week you get to hear a new interview with franchisers, franchisees, franchise authors, franchise experts and attorneys, and our podcast, Great Quotes in Franchising. For more information, go to FranchiseInterviews.com or call us at 610-905-2919. That's 610-905-2919. Hi, everyone. This is Marty McDermott, the president of Franchise Interviews, and welcome to another edition of Great Quotes in Franchising, where each podcast you get to hear a great quote in franchising. Well, one of the shows I strongly recommend listening to if you're an aspiring entrepreneur is Stop Riding the Pine. And the show is hosted by Jamie Jay, and Jamie is an amazing interviewer. He speaks with entrepreneurs on a variety of topics. And I had the pleasure of appearing on Stop Riding the Pine, and one of the topics that Jamie and I was were focusing on were key elements to successful franchising. So this particular clip of Great Quote in Franchising, we're going to call this, There's No Creativity in Franchising, and we're going to explain why. What do I want this franchise to do for me? You know, um, why are you considering getting into franchising? Because, you know, a lot of times 
people that get into franchising, Jamie, I think probably should not get into franchising. They'll go into it for the wrong reasons. Well, they'll see the success of one franchise and they'll say, God, I wish I owned one of these. But right. that doesn't mean that they should necessarily buy into a Dunkin' Donuts franchise. And sometimes they go into the wrong franchise opportunity. So they might be suited for a franchise, but they're getting into the wrong franchise, you know? Um, so I, I think you really have to be um, you really have to be open, you mm-hmm. know, to um, uh, to all the different categories that are out there. Um, again, going deep within yourself and asking yourself, what do I want this franchise to do for me? If you don't want to work on weekends, you know, then um, you know don't get into you know uh, one of these like children franchises where they're real busy on Saturdays or Sundays, you know. So you have to say, you know, what do I want it to do for me, you know? And you ask yourself those deep um, those deep-rooted questions. Perfect, perfect. I think that's huge. It's it's very important for people to not jump into something. Absolutely, because it's expensive too, Jamie. I mean, a lot of times, you know, you're signing a 10-year contract, you know, which mm-hmm. is um, uh, 10 years of your life. You know, you know, it's it's a long time, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's oh my gosh. Like- I won't compare it to the sanctity of marriage, you know, but right. <laughs> sometimes it, 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 it goes further than that, you know. I mean, having that, that 10-year commitment, you know, so it is a very big commitment um, financially. It's a big commitment. Um, I think you have to have the support from your family, you know, whether it's, it's, it's your wife and your children, because the first year, typically from what I've learned in doing this show such a long time now, is um, it, it takes a long time to, to, to get it off the ground, even if it is a Subway franchise or, you know, a very recognizable brand name, you're still going to be putting a lot of work into it, you know? So right. you might be missing that time from your family. And, and you know, um, sometimes people get into franchising for the wrong reasons as well. Maybe they'll have a bad day at work, you know, and they say, oh, I hate my boss, you know? I'm I, out of here. <laughs> I want to be my own boss, you know? And franchising may not be the best alternative for that type of person, you know? There's so many different types of, of levels of, of entrepreneurship. You know, franchising is just one. I mean, you could just initially start your own business where you get to be the creator. You know, there's no, I hate to say this, but there's no creativity in franchising sometimes, you know, I mean, you have to follow somebody else's creation and that's okay for some people, you know, for me, it, it wouldn't be, you know, be, and, and I'm assuming in, in getting to know you over time, you know, you might have trouble with that as well. Cause again, you like to create, you know, I, 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 w- I couldn't get outside of the outside of the structure, but I understand why that would be a good thing because exactly okay, they've been there. They've done that. You won't make the same mistakes that, that the original franchisor made because they found the solutions along the way, and that's part of the attraction. For exactly, exactly. I just I published. Um, it sounds like I'm bragging, Jimmy, but I just got one of uh, a, a paper published in. Uh, you deserve it. <laughs> if you'd like to hear that whole interview with Jamie J of Stop Riding the Pine, all you have to do is go to stopridingthepine.com, and you can hear the whole podcast. And lastly, we just want to thank everyone for making this podcast such a big success. It's hard to imagine that we've been doing it now 10 years ago. It was one of the things I was talking about with Jamie on the show is the longevity of the show is, you know, what started out to be a a one-month project turned out to be 10 years. So I just want to thank everyone for um, listening to the podcast and, and, and making it such a success. So thanks, everyone. We'll see you again soon with another edition of Great Quotes in Franchising from Franchise Interviews. Take care, everyone. Franchise Interviews. From Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia, you're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews.